0: I sent a message to the heavens, and amazingly, I received an answer in exchange. I've been called by the Lord, it seems, to prophesize. Just last week, I saw a feel-good story on CBS Sunday Morning about a pastor somewhere in Georgia that had a balloon fall out of the air with a message attached about someone who needed their prayers answered. And this pastor, down on his luck as he was did all that he could emptied out his bank account to make a difference in one person's life and that's when he realized that prayers can come true. Now I can't say that that's exactly what happened to me but I kept my eyes open and amazingly enough I found exactly what I was looking for which might just be an answer to my prayers too which is why today I want to talk about prayers, practice and profits as we start the sermon and mount up for more joshing around. As mentioned, I didn't just pray for my situation to improve without also putting forth action to spur change. As it's said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, but at the same time, isn't that also the definition of practice? Doing the same thing and through repetition, expecting better results. However, I guess it's a garbage in, garbage out scenario. If you're not practicing exactly what it is you want to preach, well, then you should just stop trying altogether and start making a change. I practice loving my wife each and every day, and our love grows. She doesn't listen to the show all the time, but she knows this anyways. Which brings me to the podcaster's creed, which will apply to this fake radio show, too. I don't know if you don't listen, as long as you download the show. So please, if you're going to miss a day, just drop it on your phone, nonetheless. We don't have advertising partners to appease yet. But when we do, we'll have to keep the numbers looking strong. With that said, four months in a row of solid show growth. Thanks to everybody for listening. Tell your friends, review us on iTunes, and check us on social media at Joshua Around. In sports news, I saw a headline that read, NASCAR driver bumps partner on a racetrack. And I thought, there's gay NASCAR drivers? Sure, of course there are. But they're racing together on the same track? Sadly, no, instead it was Martin Truex Jr. bumping into his longtime girlfriend, Sherry Polex, a two-time survivor of ovarian cancer who was driving the pace car thanks to her philanthropic efforts. But I bet there'd be a lot more intrigue in the sport if there were racy gays driving around the big oval. Not only that, I'm sure the LGBT community's advertisers would definitely up those cars' sticker game. That one simple change could spark the ad sales department in Charlotte to come up with some really flashy sponsorship opportunities for Pole Position while also providing NASCAR with the pro wrestling feel it's been lacking. Speaking of pro wrestling, congratulations to the former World Wrestling Federation for being the first gay sports league. I wonder... In the WWE today, is there still an openly gay tag team? What's the breakup scene backstage? Does it up the violence? Because I've seen Bachelor Island, and I can only imagine if there were steroids involved. As for steroids, the baseball playoffs have started in earnest, and to celebrate, I've seen it stated with statistical evidence to back it up that no matter the size of Mark McGuire's neck or Barry Bond's head, the surge of home runs during the 1990s came not from the cream, the clear, or the bottle, but instead from a tighter wound ball with improved aerodynamics. Though I may have become tightly wound as of late, my talk of prophesizing has nothing to do with improving my trajectory. Instead, I've just been searching for a way to truly use my talent for service, instead of as I have in the past as a salesman, just to whittle my way into the middle of a transaction. And while I might believe that nothing happens until a sale is made, that doesn't mean that I have to keep selling my way into every situation. When I was studying advertising, I saw it stated that Christianity was one of the world's first blockbuster brands. What do you need for a brand to succeed? Well, at the basics, you need two things. A strong visual icon, which the church has in the cross, and a unique selling proposition, which they provide with the blueprints to a wholesome existence here on Earth, coupled with the promise of everlasting life. This is what's led to the most passionate salesman on the planet because who would want to keep from anyone they love the gift of life everlasting? Because I've yet to find something that transforms me into a passionate zealot, I've simply been adrift, exchanging time for money, sharing stories written and requested by the highest bidder, which is why I had so many prayers to be sent when I arrived at church on Sunday. I was there tasked with reading for the people Something from the book of Numbers. The Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses, and then the Spirit fell on many elders, but not two who had remained on the camp. That was until the Spirit found them, and they started prophesying like the rest. Well, so quickly, Joshua, an aide to Moses, heard about this and demanded that Moses stop them, to which he replied, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets. Would that the Lord might bestow His Spirit on them all. And when I read that, because my name was in it, it spoke so loudly to me, but also because I've felt that jealousy. Also because I have a podcast. Does that make me a prophet? Not exactly what I was praying about, but instead, as I said, I was trying to find a way for my particular gifts to provide the most service to as many people as possible. When, as I sat there in the pews, kneeling down and praying, I was suddenly removed from those thoughts with a tap on the shoulder. I opened my eyes to see another ranking member of the congregation telling me that on this Sunday, the church needed more. I had more service to give because there was no deacon in place today. That meant, as a good Catholic, I would have to read the prayers of the faithful. All of a sudden, I was overwhelmed. I needed to be guided, so I asked the priest who brought me up to the ambo and walked me through the process step by step before the service began. And then as soon as it did, I was overwhelmed again. I typically don't get too nervous before I stand in front of my congregation to speak because I've been doing it for close to 30 years now. But today, tasked with a new challenge... My palms were sweating and I was nervously tapping my feet almost audibly throughout the church when finally it came time to give that prayer to the faithful. I almost made it all the way through doing a great job but slipped up just at the end, which of course has fueled me to want to do it all over again. I don't know exactly the steps I need to take to become an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church, though I have looked into it it seems that i need to be celibate but as a married man that doesn't involve chastity as long as my wife remains alive immediately following that sunday service the parishioner tasked with coordinating the lecters and their readings approached me to say what a wonderful job i did i acknowledged the mistake i made but she'd hear nothing of it as she told me i was quickly becoming one of the church's better speakers and asked if i'd be available for some of the most holy days of the year I told her I would clear my calendar and definitely be able to read on the people's behalf because wasn't that exactly what I asked for to begin with? It seems my prayers were answered and while I might not jump into the diaconate right now, I'm definitely making myself available for the Lord. The truthiness of all this is that it could have been nothing more than happenstance and coincidence. Look for enough signs and you're sure to find answers from the usual suspects, but in this case, it was enough to move me and that's all that matters. While there's opportunity everywhere, I'm up for preying on the opportunities that present themselves first. Without leaving myself crippled or maimed, in an attempt to cut off a part of what I feel has been holding back by upward ascent, I have another story to complete. Because life's not all joshing around, joshing around can't all be about the good life. Without going into too much detail, I wanna close out the story we started some time ago about my spur of the moment whirlwind romance that ended in a long-term downward spiral but we won't get into that quite yet. Instead, I wonder, what's the one thing you could safely remove from your life that would cause you to rise like a rocket? You don't have to figure it out all at once. Nobody's got all the answers, unless you're really into trivia, I guess. As we end the show to pursue happiness, be sure not to bump your partner. Otherwise, you might be sleeping on the mat. Make perfect practice by doing the same thing with better results. And don't get jealous, no matter what island you're on, while I do my best to keep praying and find a way to make a profit from all this joshing around.